It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. Very excited to um, have my guest today. You know, this, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know we're talking everything franchising, everything you ever wanted to know about franchising, and we're afraid to ask. <laughs> this is the place. We are at thefranchiseacademy.com if you want to listen to past episodes. And we have everything here from how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise, everything you wanted to know. But today we are talking about marketing and social media and and how it works for business and especially obviously for franchising and i have a guru and a and a expert in social media chelsea pites with us today it's taken me months and months to track her down and get her on the podcast but but she's here so chelsea welcome oh thank you so much for having me i'm really really excited to be here and thank you for your patience i'm glad we are finally able to align and connect because today is going to be a really great show yeah, I am so excited. This is like, you know, the biggest topic that everybody's talking about in business is, you know, best practices and social media and, and everything. But t- tell us a little bit about, you know, you, what's your background? What what are you doing in business these days? Absolutely. So I have been in the real estate industry in some form or fashion for over 20 years. And there was about a period of seven years within there that my husband and I also were entrepreneurs. We started our own business. We actually sold that business. And um, so I learned a lot through through both avenues. So I've been an entrepreneur. I've been an employee. I've been an independent contractor. My focus right now and will remain to be in the niche of the real estate and mortgage space. Uh, that's just where my, my community has been. And so uh, I actually serve as the national director of social sales for the Fidelity National Financial brand of companies, meaning I get to coach the incredible employees and sales leaders in that organization on how to use social media to build mind share and to increase market share. That's awesome. And, and instead of waiting till later, I want for you to give your contact information now and we'll give you, we'll talk about it several times so people know, but I want people to write it down now because they're going to want to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, you can find me on all the socials by my name. And I have a unique spelling of my last name, so I'll spell it out. You can find me at Chelsea.Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. You can also go to ChelseaPites.com. You can find me everywhere by that name. Probably the best way to get a hold of me as far as which platform I'd say would be Instagram. I love the ability to direct message there, to send voice messages. So that's primarily where you're going to find me the most instagram yeah let's talk about that so i just i just want to say i'm going to get chelsea's uh contact info on my website the franchise academy podcast.com or franchiseacademy.com both go to the same place so instagram i was watching your you know instagram stories and instagram tv oh my goodness this is like awesome most people don't even really know about it but you have your own instagram tv going on what what is that all about could you explain that Yeah, Instagram TV came out about eight or nine months ago. And I'm not going to say that it was a flop, but I believe that Instagram probably had a a bigger vision for where this separate standalone app platform was going to go. Essentially, 
their main competitor in the video space, long form video space is YouTube. As we all know, YouTube is sort of the, the big video place. If you're going to go look at long form videos or learn how to do something, you're likely going to go to YouTube. So they really want to take a little bit of that market share. And let's be honest, all of the market share. So they decided to create their own sort of YouTube. And there's some differences between YouTube and Instagram TV. Essentially, it's all vertical video. Doesn't mean you can't put something that's horizontal or landscape as you would in YouTube, but it's really designed to be more for the mobile phone. At this time, you can only go up to 10 minutes unless you're a verified account. And, um, you know, the challenge was, is everybody in Instagram is just sort of used to flowing down the feed and going really quick. And it's really short micro content. You're only allowed to put up to a minute of video in the main feed. So trying to retrain people's behaviors after so many years of being in the main Instagram feed, it was a little difficult to get people to, <laughs> to transfer over to IGTV. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've made a few changes recently. And one of the major changes they've made is if you do create an IGTV channel, just like you would a YouTube channel, and you start uploading your videos, you can actually do a preview option, which is great because it, it actually automatically sucks out the first minute of your video and places it into the main feed. What does that mean for you? It means you get 300%, almost to 1,000% higher views and traffic to your IGTV channel. So it's really, really smart tactic to be using right now. And it's going to be starting to get people familiar with watching those IGTV videos. Hmm. I did not know anything about that. So that is... <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I, I try to do as much video as I can because, as you know, video content is king, right? Right. I was looking at your TV, <laughs> your IGTV, and you were talking, you were doing a, a really cool, I guess I would call it like a seminar or a workshop on unique value proposition and the formula to do that. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, most of my content is really educational in nature. And, you know, I know we're going to get into kind of content strategy and what to talk about, but it's perhaps one of the best ways for us to create credibility and brand is to create educational content. And so what I really focused on is every week, maybe it's once or twice a week, I will provide a little how-to, a tip, a little, you know, idea about what somebody can do to help build their brand or use social media. And that particular one is how to create your unique value proposition. I call it your UVP. And the reason that I talk about that, which is it being so important, is that before we can even get into social, before we can get into content, you have to figure out what makes you different. And I work in an industry where, let's be honest, 99% of the people all do the same exact thing. So it's a little bit harder to differentiate yourself. And for me in my brain, I I work well with like formulas and actual examples. Just tell me to fill in the blanks and then I'll be able to figure it out and create my own. So I created my own formula and I share it with everybody and, and hope that it kind of helps them get on the track for creating that UVP. And it's I do what for whom that results in. I do what for whom that results in. Now I'll give you mine as an example so that you can see how I've put this together. One of my UVPs is I teach people how to use the camera on their smartphones to build a powerful personal brand. Now I can switch out people. I could make it, you know, I could say real estate professionals if I want to get very specific. But what I've done there is I, I've used some very key words as well. I teach 
And I use that word teach because even though I'm not a teacher by trade, I want people to view me as a teacher. I want people to know that educational content is my number one. So I picked that word on purpose. I teach people. Okay. So you're, and, and if you're, you know, real estate professionals, mortgage professionals, franchise owners, then put that word in there. So who are you working with? Franchise owners. Who are you working with? Small business owners. And what are you doing? And I also tell them how I do it with the camera on their smartphones. I'm going to teach them how to use that. Why do I say that? Well, one camera, you're going to know I'm all about video. I'm all about camera first. Two, everybody has a smartphone with a camera. There's not one person that's working in this world that does not have it. So I've taken away the excuses that it's too expensive. I don't have the equipment and I'm afraid, right? You all know how to operate your smartphone. And then lastly, I'm telling you what the result is, the benefit to those people that I'm teaching. They will build a powerful personal brand. So that's how I put that formula together. And I know it can seem a little intimidating because talking about yourself is kind of hard. I mean, most of us have a hard time, you know, thinking about all the great things that we do and our value because, you know, we're taught to not talk about ourselves, to think about others. And so when it comes to thinking about our unique value proposition, it, it, gets, it kind of trips us up. So um, that formula should help. I would definitely recommend to keep all jargon terms out of it. Jargon terms like extraordinary service, not one person cares. We cannot identify what extraordinary service is. And it's just sort of lip service now. Everybody's saying that. So get real specific. Use very simple terminology so that, you know, my six-year-old can understand all the words. <laughs> and just be very, you know, straightforward about it. Also, another challenge I see as people start doing this is they want to do two, three, four sentences because they have so much they want to talk about. You have to get it down to one sentence. The hardest thing to do is to be brief, but it matters because you're going to be saying this all the time and you want to say it over and over again. You want to put it all in your marketing. It can't be a paragraph because people's brains are not going to retain that paragraph. In fact, most people who hear my UVP, all they hear is the end, per powerful personal brand. I'm fine with that. If all they associate me with me is a brand, love it because that's what I'm helping them do. Yeah. Well, cool. So can I try mine? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if we could do this. So, so what I do, what I do is teach people. So what kind of, I teach people who are frustrated with their career about franchising so they can understand it and then control their own destiny and make their kids soccer game instead of having to work overtime. I like it. You have so many good emotional words in there, frustrated, um, more time with their family. So I would write all of that down. And then you might want to kind of puzzle piece it into that formula where you have those blanks. Um, you know, it might be I teach future franchise owners, I teach, um, you know, something along that line, because if you want to align yourself with that niche industry, you should say it right up front in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then the benefit would be the, the piece about no longer feeling frustrated, no longer feeling confused having, you know, get, earning their own personal time back. So that would become the benefit. So that would be the end, the results in. I teach future franchise owners how to something that will give them their time with their family back. But something like that. To pick a friend, I teach them how to pick a franchise that will give them work-life balance so they're not frustrated 
with missing their family event. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would still trim it down, really trim it down, probably seven or eight words from there, but you're getting really close. And this again, this doesn't happen immediately. Like, right, you're brave to like say, let's try to do it right now because this could take, you know, hours, it could take weeks, <laughs> but you have to start somewhere. And what will happen is it will evolve. Absolutely. So as I started, I would say more and more and more and more. And then some people would say something and, and they would, you know, say, oh, you're the camera first person. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. And then I would kind of change it around. So start with that, sit on it for a while and really think about it and try to edit, 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 edit. And you might need to move things around. I mean, something that sounds kind of crazy, but even I've done when I was writing my book, I would have pieces of paper with the words on it. And I literally would move them around like a little puzzle. I'd be like, well, maybe I like this one here. I like this one here. And sometimes I'd sit with it for a day and then come back. So don't be afraid that, you know, you have to get it on the first try or you have to figure it out, or this should be easy. This is the hardest part about branding right here. Mm -hmm. Once you get past this, it all gets a lot easier. But this right here, this exercise is the number one hardest part about figuring out your brand. That's amazing. You're right. It's amazing. I can't, I can't get that sentence down any, I, you know, I'm going to have to work on it, but you will, you will, it, it will have it. <laughs> editing, editing is so tough. I know. And so you mentioned the book. So let's talk about that for a second since you brought that up. Sure. Yeah. I wrote a book a few years ago and it was heavily focused on Snapchat, but not really so much about how to use it. It did have a good portion of that. What I was fascinated with was the massive shift in our culture and what was happening with the way in which we were building communities online, how we were having the same exact neurons firing in our brain, seeing someone's face in a screen versus the same way if I, they were here in person and how that was accelerating trust and relationships. Essentially, basically how we're now using trust, uh, how we're using technology to build trust and social media to create communities. So I was really, really fascinated by that because it affected my life in such a huge way. And I was trying to find research and books. There was nothing. So I thought, oh, I'll write it. <laughs> so that's just how I do it. I'm, I'm starting to get my ideas for my second book together right now. And it really was born out of why can I not find all the stuff about this one topic in one place? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for me to go out and I'm having to find multiple books, multiple podcasts? And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write it. So I, I do make my content for myself out of frustration of, I wish somebody would have made something <laughs> simple that I could understand. And uh, that's just how it works. I just make it and then I'm okay. I feel, I feel like I really understand it then and I can help other people understand it as well. That's amazing. I love it. You know, just to, I guess, definitely confirm what you're saying is, you know, I started doing videos and about franchising, you know, educational stuff like in 2014. So five years ago. And I thought that all these people are going to watch these videos and call me and say, Oh my God, I want to buy a franchise. And that's not what happened. What happened was people eventually might contact me and they said, I contacted you because I trust you because of your video. Right. I feel like I know you. Mm -hmm. And that, that changed my business in a different way, definitely for the better, but in a different way than I expected. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, and I tell all my folks about that, that my clients, you know, you, you really have to, um, and my colleagues, you got to get some things out there so people could like look at you and know who you are. And, and that's where, you know, even video conferencing is working for me in that respect. Right. So Snapchat, 
<laughs> so, I mean, it, it's interesting. The way I found you is through my wife, Gina's Snapchat. Right. And and so you guys have a whole community going on with, with some great women who are do, doing great things. But it's not millennials. I mean, I, I'm not going to call people out on their age, but, you know, you guys are not, you're not in your 20s. Millennial, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first number in my age decade is a four. So no, I am definitely not millennial. You know, it's a misnomer that, you know, many people have about all sorts of social media platforms. I mean, there's, it's just how we are by nature is we make judgments about anything. It doesn't even have to be uh, social media, but, you know, people think LinkedIn is the boring old person's network. that's all resumes. Well, it's not really. Mm-hmm. People think that just millennials are on Snapchat you know, people, I just had this um, discussion the other day about an app called TikTok, which I don't personally use, but I have consumed the content there. And, you know, yes, it skews very young. However, those young people, you know, a decade goes by in a blink of an eye. And that platform can prepare those young people to become future influencers. So, you know, we just have these split, you know, judgments on things. And that's okay. That's just, you know, how we are. But I just want to tell everybody that I heard an amazing quote from Gary Vee yesterday, and it just so resonated with me. It's so true. He said, your opinion doesn't have to do with your business. So just because you have an opinion that, oh, LinkedIn's boring or Facebook Live, I don't like to watch it. It has nothing to do with what might be good for your business. Yeah, interesting. And that is true for sure. What is your feeling on this um, Amazon an Alexa app and, mm-hmm. and all the stuff because I, I've actually, I followed your whole video on how to create the Alexa skills and, and I did it. So now I have an Alexa franchise. Um, what do they call it? I'm oh, blanking. Um, uh, yeah. Flash briefing. Flash briefing. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Flash briefings for those of you who are listening, who aren't familiar with it. It is very brand new. Just think of it as a mini podcast. What's happening right now with voice is this huge revolution. I believe it's going to be bigger than social media and video. Personally, um, the statistics are staggering. In 2020, 50% of all searches will be done without a keyboard. That means we're going to be talking to something, whether it's our car or our computer or Siri or Alexa or any of those things, because it's just easier. It's just easier to talk and ask a question versus you know getting out and typing. Um, so that is really huge. The other piece of this, and this is why I love my podcast, and I'm sure you do too, is that 80% of the people that listen to a podcast listen to the whole thing because it's passive and they can do something else while I'm listening. No, but 80% of people aren't, list, aren't watching your video. I mean, they're not watching the whole thing, right? They're, they have drop-off rates. They're bouncing. It's just because that's how our attention spans are. So it's really powerful to connect with people that way. And so the flash briefing is going to sort of basically take the place of what you might get out in the morning and read your headlines. Uh, It's very basic at the moment, and we don't even know where it's going to go to expand yet. But it's my opinion that these devices in our houses will eventually predict our behavior very similarly to Facebook ads mm-hmm. and a very high degree of accuracy. And, you know, they may hear me talking about wanting to repaint the walls in my house and make an assumption based on other things I've said or websites I visited that I might want to sell my house. And so they might start serving up suggestions of um, items or people that could help me do that. So that's really, I think, where it's going. 
It's too early to tell what the ROI might be. However, what I'll tell you is that yesterday I had somebody reach out to me from Instagram and said, Hey, I found your Instagram from your flash briefing. And I was like, Oh, people are actually listening. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing, so Chelsea. I, I'm committed to doing it. Um, I can't tell you that there's any, you know, direct numbers ROI. I just know that your opportunity is to be first or to be the best. And so I decided to be a first mover on this because there's really not been nothing else that I've been a first mover on yet. So um, I want to just learn how to do it and to kind of figure out the ins and outs of it. What I will say is that the beauty of having zero idea of what you're doing is that you really kind of discover other ways to improve other pieces of content. So Snapchat helped me become a better public speaker because it would cut you off in the old days of 10 seconds. So I had to learn to be really brief, concise, and to the point. Mm. So that actually, that skill, which was unintended, um, I never planned to get better at public speaking by using Snapchat. It just so happened to work out that way. So just like voice, I believe you can learn a lot of techniques that you can apply in other areas of your content or life. You know, what I read recently is that Alexa briefing is where podcast was 10 years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And people are like, well, I don't get this voice revolution. I'm like, well, okay. Remember they had radio and that was it for decades. Like Mm -hmm. this is not Mm -hmm. the first time we've just encountered voice. And I feel like we almost have to look to the past to look how to do this in the future because now we're so used to television and visual But there were many, many, many years where these very skilled radio personalities had to connote emotion and connect with people and have calls to action and do that sort of thing without any visuals. So this isn't new. (laughs) It's just everything is just, you know, kind of coming to a different format. And yeah, Mm. I agree with you. This was like the start of the podcast. And anyone who's listening to this podcast... (laughs) I I do not believe you if you say yes to this. I'm going to call you and say that you're lying, but we did not listen to podcasts like we do now three years ago. We may have listened to an audiobook or maybe a podcast, but I listen to and subscribe to tons of podcasts and I listen to them all the time. I did not do that three years ago. Yep. No question about it. And, you know, I've been in my business matching people with franchises for 14 years. And in the past 12 months, my podcast has jumped to the number one source for leads for me. Mm -hmm. It's it's just absolutely amazing. You know, so funny. You just said you just said something and I'm going back to your UVP. I feel like your UVP has to be like, I match people with franchises that give them their life back or something like that. Simple Mm. one sentence. You just said it. I, I think that's I love that. I think you need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Let's say say that's it again because I'm writing it down. <laughs> I match people with franchises that and then, you know, go off of those emotional things that, mm-hmm. um, you know, give them their life back, that let them spend time with their families, whatever it is. I like the I match people with franchises that or that two, so cool. like, two give right. them their life back or something like that. I love that one because that, that is short and sweet and to the point. Yeah. That's it, right. And nothing else really needs to be said beyond that. That's it. Right. That is great, Chelsea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So for a lot, <laughs> that's cool. I'll send a check in the mail. I appreciate that. <laughs> so somebody who buys a franchise, typically it's a second career. So it's a, you know, usually a mid aged person and they were, you know, in a 
corporate America before, now all of a sudden, bam, they're in business. Mm-hmm. What's, in your opinion, two or three things they need to do right away on social media, whether they bought a franchise or they started their own business, what should they do right away, which is like a no-brainer? I mean, you just need to do this. Well, I mean, this may sound really rudimentary, but you need to make sure that you're connected with people. Also, people that may be interested in working with your particular franchise or something that may appeal to to them. So simply by going in and making sure that you are connecting and adding more people on a regular basis, which will help your message get out to more people and potentially the right people, that's important. The second thing is we just talked about figuring out your UVP because you're going to have to identify why people should go there to whatever business it is, what they offer, and be able to articulate it in one sentence. And once those two things are done, you have to focus on content. Literally get a piece of notebook paper. There's all sorts of fancy things you can use. I use a pen and paper. And you start writing down maybe all the questions that you might get, you know, about why you're doing it, you know, what your new venture is, what the story was about how you got into it. How did you pick your franchise? And this isn't like all one video, right? This is like, how do we pick our franchise? One piece of content. Why did we decide to do this? One piece of content. And then maybe, you know, depending on what your type of, let's just say you buy a health and fitness, like a gym or something, personal training franchise, you would want to start writing down all of the challenges or problems or questions people have. You know, I, I'm, you know, what am I going to have to do? How often do I need to work out to, you know, get my health up and to lose weight? What are some of your best exercises for somebody with back pain? Things like that. And then those become your pieces of content that you talk about and publish on a regular basis. But and then it also makes you an expert in the field, even if you just bought a franchise and have never yes. you know, been, you know, in a gym before. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love it. Do people need to start up a Facebook page and Instagram? I mean, do you need to be on every, you know, I, I don't. I even know how many platforms there are these days. I don't, I'm not a big believer in overwhelming yourself. So my answer is in the beginning, no, Um, but you need to go where your particular client is. If you are a personal training gym and your particular area that you're serving has a lot of, you know, 30 to 40 year olds or maybe twenties to that, you have to know who your demographic is. Then you need to be on Instagram. But if you're also, you know, if you're doing, I don't know, maybe you buy some franchise where your demographic is more my age, you know, parents who are in their 40s, maybe up to 60s, you probably want to be on Facebook. So you need to know who your demographic is and you need to go where they're at and then focus just primarily on that platform for a good amount of months because it takes a while to kind of figure those platforms out. And um, then once you sort of got your groove there, you can start to go into another platform, particularly I, I would say, you know, Facebook, Instagram are number two, your top two. And then LinkedIn, I find is a really incredible uh, way to build credibility and also community over there as well. So those would be my three that I'd recommend, but primarily Facebook and Instagram or Instagram and Facebook, depending which one is dependent on your demographic and the type of franchise you have. And so you need to know which platforms serve which demographics. And so some of that, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. on, on your videos and your, you know, 
there's right. content out there that would, that'll tell you how to do that or right. how to figure like, it out. I know we keep coming back to the fitness thing, but let's just say it's a restaurant too. Food and fitness, anything lifestyle, that works really well on you know Instagram. Houses mm-hmm. work well on Instagram if they're pretty pictures of houses as well too. So there's a, a big competition in lifestyle and food and fitness. I mean, that's where a lot of those industries hang out on Instagram. So you may want to go the opposite and go mm-hmm. to Facebook and do all of it there. It doesn't matter really where you go. I was super successful on Snapchat that had zero discoverability. It wasn't public and people said you could never do business on it and you're too old, but I still did it. So anything works. It just, you know, you got to put your all into it. Right. So it is, and it is consistency, obviously, and it is persistence. You're not going to start getting customers because you put up three Instagram posts. Exactly. It's a long game. You got to have patience and just keep with it. And everything that's worth it in life is a long game, isn't it? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I, I struggle with it myself. You know, who I, I know who my demographic is, right? I mean, it's typically, you know, someone between 40 and 60 and they are, you know, in a job and looking to or, or maybe got laid off and they're sick of the corporate rat race. And right. know, so I'm, I'm trying to get to them and I'm trying to get to them before they decide like, oh, my God, I love donuts. So hmm, I'll open up a Dunkin' Donuts, you know. Yeah. Exactly, because that would be a mistake. So <laughs> you got to really know what you're what you're doing when you're buying a franchise for sure. And, exactly. and people think they think they know, but they don't. And, and so that's a whole other story. But but this is great. Any kind of you know hacks or or great platforms that that you have discovered and are using yourself that you could recommend? Yeah, I um, will tell you, it's not really a hack. I should say it's more of a technique, but. You know, direct messaging on any platform, Facebook Messenger, Instagram direct message, LinkedIn messages, that's where the magic really happens. That's where you're connecting with people. And so one of the best ways that you can, I guess, social prospect or connect with people is to leverage your human voice and actually send voice messages through those platforms. Oftentimes when I have somebody that connects with me and perhaps follows me, I'll message them back and, and say, hey, thank you so much for connecting with me here. And if there's anything I never do to answer any questions, you know, let me know. Hope you have a great weekend. Talk soon. Something like that. I say their name. It's personal. Yep. It definitely takes time, but it's worth it for me. And also when you direct message people, it triggers the algorithm to start showing your content to them right away. So you kind of like, you know, don't get lost as much in like this huge sea of a feed. Uh, So that's a really great way, you know, one-to-one human-to-human combat to connect with people and build a network. As far as favorite apps, I have so many of them. In fact, if you go to my Instagram bio, you can click on a link there. And I have, I think, 125 of my favorite apps that I use. Uh, But my favorite one that I use every single day is for video editing. It's called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. It's just so easy to use. I can add text to it. I can add um, GIFs and graphics. I can change the sizing. So if I want to put it on LinkedIn or Instagram, I can do that. And it's totally free. Works on Droid and Apple. So that's probably my my favorite tool of the moment. InShot? InShot. Awesome. That is great. Good information there for sure. A million nuggets here. And, and we could go kind of on and on and on. I did want to ask you, one question that I ask every guest that I have, what is one myth 
uh, about either, you know, your particular industry or maybe about social media that you would like to bust right here and right now? Yeah, there is a really big myth out there and that it's you should be everywhere every day. And actually, the opposite is true. I'd rather see people have higher quality content that gets more engagement and provides more value to their audience than going out there and just checking off a list every day to make themselves feel like they did something and it doesn't get engagement and then it ruins the algorithm for you. So Mm -hmm. I'm giving you permission to post less often and give better quality and just stay consistent. So if you're posting once or twice a week and it's really good and people are engaging, great. There's no need for you to be posting every single day unless you're killing it with the content. Like unless you're Gary Vee or Shalene Johnson and you're out there every single day and you're teaching and you're good, great. But the average person who's gonna start tomorrow is not there yet and won't be there for a couple of years. Right. So right. I think that's the biggest myth is that you have to constantly be putting something out. And another myth is that you your comments can be your content. So don't feel like you have to be doing content every single day. It's super important, but there's also something about being the super fan that makes people feel good. And your brand shows up. It shows your name and your in your face every time you make a comment, mm. every time you share somebody else's stuff. And they're like, wow, thank you. Thanks for sharing my stuff. I appreciate that. That's a big deal in 2019, right? People actually took two seconds to leave a comment and not give me just a like or to share something. That's a big deal. Mm. Wow. You're right about that. As I think about my own you know, media content, either when I'm commenting or if somebody comments on my stuff or if somebody shares my stuff, that person is God for me that day. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> that is really something. That's great. I really appreciate all your information. Again, how could people get in touch with you? Well, they can find me on all the socials by my name, Chelsea.Pites. They can also tune into my weekly podcast, The Voice of Social Sales. That's where all fine podcasts are sold, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you are listening to podcasts. And on The Voice of Social Sales, I teach you know, social media strategies. Occasionally, I have social media experts come on and share really a deep dive into one particular platform. That's super. So it, it's... You know, I, I think the one message that I got, you know, this the well, I got many, but the big takeaway for me is you just gave me permission to not have to post every single day and do all of that. And that is just awesome. And and you know, another another way to say it is you, you're better off instead of going, you know, a hundred feet wide and ten feet deep, you're better off going five feet wide and a thousand feet deep. Yes, that's exactly right. Chelsea, really appreciate your time. We, you know, we could probably talk for another four hours, so maybe we'll do another podcast. How about that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.